Welcome to the Strong Talk Podcast with Tom Reaney and myself, Pete Nelson. The aim of the podcast is to share our candid and uncensored conversations on all things fitness, health, business, and leadership. Through these conversations, we hope you take away a couple things to enhance your life and simply be better. Welcome to the talk. Hello, my Pipers. Rowdy, rowdy, rowdy Piper. Dude, that's a good sound, though. That, yeah. Hey, guys, how are you? That's, but if you think about, like, if you listen to disc jockeys from, like, the late 70s into the 80s, I mean, that's, like, that was the sound. That grainy, smoky, you know what I mean? Uh, who is it? She's still on, on uh, Sirius XM on the 80s channel. Uh, I can't think of her name, but I mean, she still sounds like she smokes a pack of heaters a day. I love it. Like just this gravelly, I mean, it's, you can hear the cancer in her throat, but it's, man, does that ever sound like, sounds terrific. Yeah, not not, not yet. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't have the, uh, the voice box yet, but man. <laughs> Brutal. But that was the sound. You had to have a uh, little smoky throat. Sounds like Peter Frampton. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I smoke a nice cigar every time I yeah. come in. Like, you know. <laughs> It's, uh, I was just watching a podcast where the health and fitness podcast, both the people on video were smoking cigars <laughs> and I loved it. I was like, man, is that the most, I that think, was complete uh, human performance. I mean, I, I, I enjoy a good cigar, Yeah, a little stoke. Uh, but yeah, man, we'll do a little, a little scotch. Yeah. Scotch and yes. Cigar. <laughs> scotch and yes. I've heard you say it. And one of the best things. And when, when you know, when Tom is ready to just kill it is when he says scotch and yes. When he's in, 100% and more than 100% and he says scotch and yes. Scotch and yes. What movie is that from again? Uh, that is from, you don't, you don't know? What do you know? I've seen it. I've seen it. I just so, forget. Yeah, as a matter of fact, you, you watched this movie scotch. and it was oh, so yes. impressive that you actually texted me. Yes. It was like on a Sunday. You're like, oh my God, man. I just wasn't watched this the, movie and I get it. Wasn't it like the aliens came down to earth? Uh, and yes, Vince it's called, like, it's called The yes. Watch. Yeah, The Watch. Yes. <laughs> if anybody's looking for a, a great kind of... Uh, hidden classic uh, that is, I think, hilarious um, <laughs> with Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn and Jonah Hill. And then that creepy neighbor from across the street. That was the best part of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's called the, the Watch. It's about a neighborhood watch. And yes, aliens come yeah. and they use uh, Costco uh, as their hub to take over the world. Wow. So, is that a spoiler? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. It, it hits you right from, from yeah, here's the, uh, the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, the watches. But yes, there is a scene where Vince Vaughn is trying to get Ben Stiller to, to have a glass of scotch, and That's uh, great. he would not take no for an answer. And so well, he just kept saying scotch and yes. Speaking about the watch, what is for us right now to watch out for, Tom, in the upcoming months? And what I was thinking on the watch is we have the CrossFit Open coming up here shortly. It is. And the CrossFit industry right now just had some crazy news come out. It was, it was baffling, baffling news. Dave Castro... Didn't step down, but actually, I believe, mutually parted ways with the company. Is that the way it went well, down? Well, uh, if you listen to CrossFit CEO Eric Rosa, it was a mutual uh, decision. But based off of what Castro has been saying, it, it was not mutual at all. Oh, oh. okay. And if you follow uh, Dave Castro on Instagram, like 
it definitely does not seem mutual. Right, right. Um, definitely some some bad blood there. But it's an interesting move uh, from a organization that started obviously as this grassroots kind of hardcore in your face fitness program, uh, as it's evolved and become much more of a corporate structure mm-hmm. and a corporate entity, uh, similar to what kind of what we're going through here at Black Flag Athletics a little bit. Um, not in the sense that we're firing people because we don't like them or we disagree with them, right. but uh, in the sense that we're creating a little bit more of a structured business environment. Uh, and so you're seeing CrossFit now start to part ways, I think, with people that don't necessarily fit into some of the societal norms that a big business mm-hmm. uh, generally has. And Castro definitely has always been able to, to do his own thing and kind of live his life the way he wants to live it outside of the CrossFit world. But obviously that bleeds into the business as well. So, I mean, just kind of reading, you know, what's been put out there on social media and via email and some of the information I get as an affiliate owner, we get as affiliate owners. Um, it definitely seems that way, right? right? Is that the Castro has had the free will to kind of do whatever he wants, however he wants to do it. And I mean, it's been incredibly beneficial for the brand, right? Correct. Um, not not just from a CrossFit Games perspective and an open perspective from a programming standpoint, but also from um, their CrossFit training. I mean, Castro was instrumental in organizing their level ones, level twos, level threes, and level fours. Um, but still, when you look at that, like I'm fortunate enough to have done a level one, a level two, and a level three. And when I went to do the level four, it's non-existent. So if you go to the website, it might have changed. But like the last time I looked, probably three months ago, it says, you know, we're still developing this and we're still working on this. So I don't know how there's level four, level four flow masters, they call them, out there in the CrossFit world. I don't know how you get that designation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it says like, and then if you dig into it, it's like, well, somebody comes out to your gym and watches you coach. And then they determine whether or not you're a level four. Right. But like in terms of like a structured logging into CrossFit and saying, okay, I want to get my level four. What do I have to do to do it? It there's no nothing there. It's non-existent. Um, and Dave Castro, by the way, for people don't, that don't know, was one of the original flow masters for the CrossFit courses for level ones out there. And I mean, that's how he, he kind of got the start. Like he, he was, was the like the founding member. Like yeah. he met Greg Glassman and fell in love with the methodology. And they needed somewhere to host the CrossFit Games the first year when they wanted to do it. And Castro mm-hmm. was like, "Hey, I got a ranch," and that's how he became the guy. Mm-hmm. So. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting, but that, you know, when you look at, you know, the evolution of big brands and big businesses, I mean, you, you have these kind of things happen. I mean, you know, Steve Jobs get fired from Apple. I mean, you know, I mean, all these big things and, and who knows, maybe Castro will come back in, um, at some point down the line, uh, when things calm down, but it's tough. It's always tough when you see somebody who was so instrumental in building the brand to what it is today and had a unique flair for it. Um, have you, have you read his book? I haven't yet. So he came out with a book a couple years ago. And if you're into cross the sport of fitness or CrossFit, or if you're into programming, um, it's, it's a unique perspective from his viewpoint on, Hey, this is what goes in from the start of the year, you know, from the last day of the CrossFit games all the way into planning the next season. And it lets you in a little bit on, you know, a lot of these, you know, because it's always like, I hate Castro. I hate Castro. Um, or cash was a, a dick or whatever it is. But he but, channeled that. He, well, he, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's he all, you know, and true true to the form of a Navy SEAL, I mean, everything's calculated. And, right. you know, he he structures himself to be, or structured himself to be the villain. Right, yeah. He embraced, um, he embraced it. And- right. But, I mean, I will say, you know, the amount of work and time, at least based off of this book that he puts, I mean, it's, it's a, you know, it's, 
it's why the the sport has grown and why it's why it's been so successful i think in growing uh throughout the years yeah and i think going forward he already set up the processes and the systems for people whoever's whoever is now set up to be able to run with it i mean you see yeah. you see all these big events like wadapalooza <laughs> is going on right now that's not a CrossFit ran event. That's its, that's its own event where there's people that much similar to Castro just doing it on a much smaller level. And I mean, the people know how to run competitions, and whatnot now. But the thing is, is now it's, it's not that face behind that brand. So what I'm curious about is going forward, who's going to step into that role? Right. Not to play the villain, but whoever is going to step in and be able to take charge, uh, whether they decide to do that or not. Yeah. I mean, there, there's already a director of the games that wasn't Castro. There's, right. You know, so we'll see if that was a needed role or not, or if they're going to delegate that down to s- separate programmers like they've done yeah. at the uh, semifinal levels. Yeah, and it's 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 how any organization is run. Generally, the face of the organization is not the one doing all the work and pulling, pulling the uh, pulling the levers behind the scenes. But no, it's it's an interesting move. It's interesting timing. Uh, as affiliate owners, it's somewhat frustrating in the sense that a there's no transparency from corporate offices. I always liken it to um, you know. Uh, I know CrossFit says we're not a franchise, but you know we're sort of franchise in the, in the respect that we pay a fee uh, mm-hmm. on an annual basis to to CrossFit for the opportunity to use you know their branding um, and their training methodology, so to speak. Although at Black Flag Athletics, we don't necessarily adhere to that to that one hundred that model one hundred percent. So the the question always then becomes. You know, if 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 McDonald's was going to change their business operations, and I was a franchisee that paid McDonald's, you know, on a monthly basis or an annual basis, the rights to use their logo and right. business structure, um, I, I would assume that McDonald's corporate would send some type of memo out or some type of communication, um, letting me know as a franchisee that hey, this is where operations are going to go. Right. So, but as a business owner who has, you know, paid an affiliate fee now for seven or eight years, and at one point was paying two separate affiliate fees, mm-hmm. to not have any transparency from corporate offices is is in terms of the direction of the business and what they're doing now. They they do they do these town halls and they do these quarterly meetings, and we have a, a representative from from the, the, this region that we can go through. But just not to get an email in advance the night before being like, hey, guys, you know, we have Dave Castro stepping down um, and this is why it's happening, you know, before it's just launched the media to me. And it's not like when you look at the world scale, I mean, there's something like 10,000 affiliates now or something along those lines. In the grand scheme of it, like you can send an email out or send it out to your to your regional director and then they can forward information to you. But to, to, to read it in, you know, on morning chalk up. You know, I mean, I which isn't even in a CrossFit. That's not even a CrossFit brand. That's just its own right. Separate I mean, thing. I'm fortunate that I have uh, a friend that's kind of higher up in the, in the CrossFit world, and they sort of side texted me and said, "Hey, man, this is coming down." Wow. You know, um, so I mean, I found out a day before that, that it was actually kind of put out in the media. But so that stuff is, is sort of frustrating, and then the timing of it's frustrating, right? Yeah. And it goes back to one of the things that at least I personally always think about from a, from a business perspective. Like, I, I feel like CrossFit at this point has to figure out are they this health and wellness brand or are they the sport of fitness brand right because you know making moves like they're making right now it's hard to push it as a health and wellness brand right with the open five weeks away and that's arguably their biggest you know i wouldn't say biggest money maker but it's got to be up there right um and it's kind of been slowly dying over the years in terms of people participating um you know, it, it's it's tough to 
it's tough to substantiate. It's tough to be like, hey, community, get involved in this. We don't know what's going on. We're not really sure what's going to happen. Uh, we're not sure how it's going to come at you. And it's changed every year over the last 10 years. But let's get excited about it. Yeah, and pay it, us 20 bucks. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then right. pay us on top of it. Right. So, you know, that those types of things are very tough. And the other thing, too, that I struggle with, and I know, obviously, I've thought about this quite a bit because I know I'm kind of ranting on. Um, I love it. But is, is, like, what's the value? That's, I mean, as a business owner, I'm always asking, what's, what's the value as a business owner? Uh, for example, you know, over the last 20 some years, I, I have been very fortunate to, to work with a lot of different organizations that, that create certifications to become a better strength and conditioning coach and fitness professional. Um, I, I've been certified with the National Strength Conditioning Association for over 20 years. I've been certified by USA Weightlifting for over 20 years. Um, I have certifications through the National Exercise Sports Trainers Association and XO Sports Performance, um, as well as a CrossFit Level 3 certification. And so when I look at it, it's, it's, and now I know that they have created systems in place where, you know, they offer programming now for free to affiliates and they have business development stuff for affiliates. But if you, if you're not somebody who just fell in, like that's beneficial for somebody who just fell in love with CrossFit, you know, five years ago and they're like, Hey, I want to open an affiliate. They don't have any fitness or training experience or, or business experience too, or, or, or business experience. And they go, Hey, I want to open up a gym. That's great. You know, I want to open up a CrossFit gym. That's great. They have that model. For people like us who have been in this field for 20 years, you know, I don't think that we necessarily need, quote, CrossFit in order to run a successful business. Correct. You know, and, and we did it, right? When, when, when the whole situation happened with Greg Glassman, we de-affiliated. Uh, we dropped the affiliation of CrossFit, and it didn't affect our business at all. Well, and I think that we set up the business prior to that, even a couple of years, um, what, two years prior to that whole breakup, where we started to look at our programming model and the way our class flow is structured and the way that we program and the, the, the titles from the study of the ready, the SFP to where we could, if CrossFit were to die and go away, we're able to still stay on course to where we want to go yeah. as, as a business. Um, but I don't think a lot of people think that way. I don't think a lot of business owners, especially in our space, in our industry, where, hey, I just want to hit the wad and I can't stand hearing the word wad. <laughs> it's so usely used, that, that term. But the not it's not the terminology that that makes the the difference, but what it is, it's the structure and the processes that make the difference. And I think that that's what's unique to Black Flag is how we structure everything, how we individualize the things. Because CrossFit in its in its essence is here's prescribed and here's scaled. Everybody could still do it, but right. it still comes back on the coach. Like, can that coach actually uh, work with a 16 person class that has um, Betty White, who is now deceased, you know, at 95 years old, whatever, at the same level as somebody who may be 22, 23 years old that's ready to, you know, run yeah. through the brick wall? Yeah. Um, at the majority of majority of the coaches won't be able to do that. But again, if you set up your systems and processes correctly, you could steer clear of that that conventional model to something that's more individualized. And I think yeah. that's what we're doing here. Yeah. And then, so, and, and that's a tough dynamic, at least for, for us as business owners is to determine like what, what's the value for us. Right. And so I go back and forth that now from our competitive fitness perspective, there's value, right? Correct. Um, you know, to, to be an affiliate to be, because the, the goal of those people is to compete in the sport of fitness. Right. So there's value in terms, and that's, and quite frankly, I mean, that's why we keep the affiliate, right. Is, is for our competitive fitness athletes. Um, is seven of whom are, are down in Wadapalooza right now competing, you know, representing Black Flag Athletics. Um, and if they were to go to these events and we weren't affiliated, they would literally go down as unaffiliated. Right. But to, to compete in correct. sport, in the, you know, in the, in the CrossFit 
um, designated events, we we uh, we need to have that designation. Now, CrossFit finally, in my opinion, is starting to do the right thing. So it used to be if you went to the CrossFit Games or a CrossFit-sanctioned event, you could go unaffiliated. You could go with Joe's gym. It didn't matter. Now you have to be with an affiliated gym. So now it won't be Black Flag Athletics. When they go and compete, they'll be there. And it'll be Black Flag CrossFit. Yep. So you have to have that designation. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's the value, but if I'm just operating again, an everyday gym with group fitness classes, what, and I have plenty of experience outside the realm of CrossFit and I use CrossFit as one of the tools, um, to create a fitness experience for my athlete base or for our client base. Um, I have to give serious consideration. Like, is it worth $3,500 a year uh, to, to carry that? Right. So yeah, are you are you getting the three hundred dollars a month value out of the affiliation right, outside right. of the open? Which again, the open's a good marketing tool from for, for some gyms, but the issue is, is that they're not giving you all this uh, open media kit, and I've, this is how you run a successful open. You know, it, they they really delegate that down to the business owner. Right. Right. So yeah, it, it's interesting. So but and you know them making this move with Casper at this time, I, I understand it from a business perspective, right? Like you don't want to have a loose cannon out there, just you know putting up social media and then you know one of the things too he posted a picture with the prior you know the prior owner of the gym right. so a lot of people are saying that that's you know one of the reasons why um you know that you know it's one of many reasons why he was let go so i understand like from a from a large corporate structure and crossfit is a large corporation mm-hmm. now i mean i don't know what their their annual revenues are but i bet you it's in the half a billion range if not higher yep. right so it may maybe i'm off there but i know there was a time the other thing too that they struggle from is <clears throat> crossfit grew so fast that i don't care who you are you, you're just not ready for that so they, right. they don't have plans. They didn't have structures in place. They didn't have financial models in place to figure out, like, what are we going to do? We just got to keep raking in the cash as fast as we can. And there's a lot of businesses that fall apart because they have too, too much success too quickly and they don't have the right growth strategies in place. So what I sort of envision what these guys are doing now is this guy's taking a step back and going, okay, we're going to lose some people as a result of these changes. But if we want to be sustainable for the next 100 years, we have to structure our business this way. And that means we have to get rid of some of the loose cannons or the people out there that maybe fit the brand model five years ago, but don't fit our growth model going forward. And you see that in a lot of business uh, acquisitions these days beyond CrossFit, where you may have one or two people still from the prior regime that were there that it's inevitable that they're going to clear house. And it just happens all the time. And and, um, I'm, it, it's, it seems like, again, the, the communication part is tough as affiliate owners because they're not giving you that communication of exactly what's happened prior to the whole public knowing. So that's something that they definitely need to step their game up with. Um, but it, there's there's some sort of, at least for me, I don't know how you feel about this, but I do feel like CrossFit is slowly but surely finding like where they want to go, but they need to make sure that they let all the affiliate owners know what their vision is beyond that. Because like you're saying, if we don't have a vision, it's hard to be able to put a value uh, and, and want to be able to continue to be an affiliate with CrossFit and pay the 3,500 bucks a year uh, if we don't understand like where they're headed or what, because again, even though, even though there's a good new face behind the brand who has had success at a very high corporate level uh, with Oracle, that doesn't mean that he's going to run a great business. I just think that where the, where the brand's headed, 
there's still a question mark, but it seems like they're slowly but surely going toward the health and fitness uh, portion, not just the yeah the, the sport they're, of they're fitness. They're definitely trying to move into the, I would say, more medical side. Yeah, or, you know, and you say um, with CrossFit Health and yeah, and yeah, uh, I, um, I'm pretty sure that they just partnered with Wildwood Health, which is a big function uh, functional med uh, remote healthcare model where essentially you'd be able to link up with any doc from wherever you're at and. Uh, very similar to our friend, our close friend, Danny Arcuya with Steady MD, what is now Lemonade. Basically, it's a subscription model where you're able to just work with a doc 24-7 whenever you needed to. Uh, and it's cash-based, it's not insurance-based. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, when you look at the typical demographic of a of an average CrossFitter, they'd be willing to spend some money on personalized healthcare. Yeah. And I do think that, I mean, obviously that's the future. The, the issue is, is the insurance part, yeah. you know? So I think that we'll eventually get into that. Absolutely. This podcast is powered by Black Flag Athletics, home of Black Flag Fitness, Black Flag Compete, and Black Flag Remote Programming. Everything and anything you would want for your fitness needs, Black Flag is the place for it. You can check us out, find any information you want at blackflagfam.com. That's blackflagfam.com. But you know where CrossFit's at, and where the open, uh, the open again is in about what a month. Uh, well, it's exciting to see you know what what happens this year. You know, it, I remember in the last two years, the media part's been a, a struggle. <laughs> uh, you just have no idea what's happening, and that 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 was just always something where you, you could be watching some live stream, then all of a sudden it cuts out to some live stream in Europe, and you don't know what, what's really going on. So I'm I'm hoping that they work out the kinks on that. Um, but I mean, I, I got my start, you know, as, as a, as a college athlete, I went to a local gym and that was my introduction back in 2013. And that, I mean, I think a lot of people had that introduction where it was just, I just stumbled into a, in, into a gym and that, that was, uh, that was your intro, but where obviously the, since 2013, that's nine years ago now, which is crazy. It's grown so much. Like you said, it's grown way too fast Yeah, and it's hard to, it's hard to put control on it. So We'll see. I mean, the open smaller than it was in 2013, at least at least from from my understanding. From yeah, the, from the I, I don't know. Now, you know, CrossFit claims they they gained 1,200 new affiliates yep. uh, in 2021. Most of those in Europe. Yep. Um. Again, you know, having some some inside people. I guess the open announcements. Two of them are going to be overseas this year. They're oh, going to wow. do them, but two of them are going to be overseas to try and capitalize that. But again, you know, those, those it's easy to skew those numbers. I mean, if you lost. You know, five thousand gyms in with the uh, with the Glassman debacle, yep. and you gain twelve hundred of those back. Like, is that right? Yep. Like, so, so I mean, th those are always you know, those are always good for for um, you know to put out there to get people engaged. But yeah, it's just interesting. And then the, the idea of the training—it'd be interesting to see like longitudinal studies on you know people who have done CrossFit for twenty years. Yep. You know, and obviously we don't have those now because, yeah, certainly there's significant value to high-intensity interval training or CrossFit-style training, uh, metabolic conditioning, whatever, whatever you want to call it. But there's, you know, and we've talked about this before, there's often, there's, I think that needs, if you want to do it for a very long time, it needs to be interspersed with, you know. Uh, lower intensity. Lower intensity, work. yeah. Um, it's a style work. And I, I think that's one of the things that people – and CrossFit, and CrossFit sort of changed, right? It used to be constantly varied functional movements done at high intensity. And I think they've changed now. It's been a long time since I did my level one, but I think they've actually changed it now to constantly varied functional movements done at relative intensity, right? Yeah. So the idea that intensity is relative to your ability to express it. 
Um, but I will tell you that 90% of CrossFit level one coaches have no idea what that means because they don't understand. You don't get at a level one seminar metabolic processes. You don't get, you know, not even intricate, but like a foundational knowledge of energy systems, you know, yeah. Of ATP PC, you don't, you don't understand what the phosphocreatine system's doing. Um, what kind of turmoil it, it can create if, if you're not used to training in that way and then you introduce it abruptly. Um, what the residual hormonal in, impacts are and the neuroendocrine responses to those things. And if trainers don't know that, and they just think, and we see it all the time, right? We get people from other gyms that come in and they are just obsessively, chronically overtrained. And they're so inflamed. They're so, I mean, you can see yeah. it in their faces, right? Yeah. And, and it's because their trainer, through no fault of their own, right? They think they're doing a great job and they're following what CrossFit says. Um, you know, so it's thrusters every day. And if one Metcon's good, then two is better. And if two is better, then three is the best. And f forget percentages. I just got to hit after, you know, go after heavy lifting all the time, every time. And you can survive a little bit when you're 22 years yeah. old. But you do that for two or three years. You know, now you're going to be 30 years old having to get hormone replacement therapy because you have put yourself in such a state of fight or flight that now you, you know, you, you're not producing you testosterone anymore. Yeah. Or, or your growth hormone has been suppressed for so long, your pituitary is not releasing it the way it should be for your, you know. Your sleep's affected. Yeah, the whole all thing, of those like things. You can't even process your food the so, right way. So, like, those are the things that I, I wish maybe at CrossFit, as it evolves, would do a better job of under, on, you know, engaging coaches and educating coaches from that perspective. Because I really feel like if, if you want to do CrossFit for the next 30 years, um, it has to be integrated with more of that type of stuff. And it has to be the coaches that impart that stimulus knowledge on their athlete base and get them to understand, like, guys, if this is a 30-minute AMRAP today or a 27-minute AMRAP today, like, the goal is not to be writhing on the floor at the end of this, yeah. right? Like, you should pick a pace that allows you to pick up pace towards the end. You take a couple of deep breaths at the end, and you can recover fairly quick. And if you're unable to do that, then we need to restructure your training. Yep. Um, but you know, to, to take some mom who's in her mid forties, who has a lot of stress outside of it and, you know, doing a seven minute AMRAP three times a week, it's, it's in the long term, in the short term, she, there might be some benefit, but in the long term, it's just going to be detrimental. So, you know, I guess I understand what they're doing from the business side. I hope they continue to evolve from the educational side, which it seems like they really have put a lot of effort in that, um, and, you know, hopefully down the road, it's all going to be good. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they announced that their new head of programming is, you know, Rich Froning or somebody like that. I mean, in my mind, from a PR perspective, that's probably the only thing that would appease right. like CrossFit diehards. Um, but for the rest of us, you know, who do it as a form of health and wellness, I, I don't know if it's going to impact the bottom line. Um, I think open numbers were going to be down no matter what. Right. Um, I just don't know if there's the draw or the enthusiasm of people to see their name on a leaderboard anymore. Yeah. You know, years ago, there was always like, maybe, you know, when there was regionals, like, you know, maybe, and 50 right. athletes went, and, you know, maybe if I just, and I just do this, and, you know, you would sign up. And right. then you realize after the first week that, you know, it wasn't going to happen for you. But then the gym always had, like, every gym always had like two or three people that were like fringe people. Yep. And so what you found was that like people got really excited to, to work out with those people and to, to, to see what they could do. And then again, invariably, you know, the odds were super slim. Um, you know, maybe one of those people would go, but 
Um, and now they've lost a lot of that with the, with the way things are done now. Again, evolving it into a sport, something in a my mind that's separate from correct from 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 actual you know day to day CrossFit. So um, I I think l- let's leave off with that. I think on the next podcast we could definitely go into what's going on from the compete level here at Black Flag. Yeah, all I love our it. athletes, the teams, masters athletes, teen athletes, go into that because we do have our version of the open coming up here and I'm really excited to take a deep dive into how we're gonna approach that from a community aspect, from the compete aspect, and uh, just really put on an incredible event for the, for the three weeks that we got going on. So guys, thank you so much as always for listening to the Strong Talk Podcast. We will see you guys next week. Thanks guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Strong Talk Podcast. If you like what you heard, please share with a friend and leave us a review on iTunes and Spotify. This allows us to share our conversations with more people and positively influence our fitness communities. If there are any topics you want to hear from us, drop us a message on Instagram at Coach Tom Rini, that's R-I-N-I, or at Peter Nelson II, and we can take a deep dive. Again, thank you for listening and continue to be better.